0: Hey, FBG family, Pastor Chad here. Like the graphic? Very good, technology. (laughs) Anyway, excited to share some things that are going on in our church family as we respond to all that's going on in the world right now and in our county with COVID-19. So we are getting to respond to requests from the county that when they need childcare for first responders, we get to respond with providing our facility, both at the Georgetown campus and the Liberty Hill campus, as they need drop zones and collection sites for donated goods that are going to those medical professionals and first responders, and to families throughout our county that are in need, whether it's food or diapers or just basic uh, living items, we're getting requests from all throughout the county and our church family helps provide those things and we also get to help store and deliver those items. One of the ways that we are seeing some cool response to these needs is through something called the Operation Care Team. Pastor Brian is, is helped to coordinate and leading efforts there. We have 60 from our FPG family that have volunteered so far. Uh, Currently, uh, we have individuals who have reached out to establish regular contact with those in our church who are homebound. We have a sewing team that's producing hundreds of handmade masks and other volunteers who are delivering those to the places in our county where they have been requested. Uh, We're preparing to provide support for veterans in our county and prayer and support for the medical professionals who call FBG home. Our team is ready to help uh, any of those that have family that have been touched directly by COVID-19. And so I want to let you know that that you can get involved or you can request help if you go to fbg.church, our website. If you click on the Operation Care Team tab, that'll take you to a place where you can either uh, click on available to help or you need help. And we want to be able to respond to your needs and we want to give you a place where you can respond to others needs. And so go ahead and, and click on one of those tabs to get involved. You can also join, there's an Operation Care Team Facebook page that just launched. And so you can be looking for that because I'm sure you're a lot more tech savvy than maybe you ever thought you were. But we have opportunities. And speaking of tech savvy, we have another opportunity to get involved. And that is a ministry called Life's Work. And that's something that we just launched this week. If you're somebody who's in business, you're an employer, or you're leading in the realm of your work, and you are caring for others in the way that you lead, we understand that God has something to say about every aspect of our life, including our work especially our work. And so leaders have an obligation to serve and to use their company and their leadership opportunities uh, for His glory and to minister to others. And so this ministry, life work, Life's Work, is something that you can sign up for, you can subscribe, and it's just a daily text at this point where we send out a biblical encouragement and we make ourselves available if you want and would like prayer or would like to request to talk to somebody. So you can go to this I don't know if you can see that. Maybe you can. Anyway, we'll get it printed on the screen after I get off here. But you can go ahead and find information about that through our Facebook page and you'll have a number you can text and subscribe so you can start to receive daily encouragement from God's Word in that way. Anyway, love you church family and hope that you are faring well and hope that you can get involved or receive care. Thanks.
1: Y'all stand with us listening this together.
2: I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I'll raise a hallelujah. sing this with us sing sing a little louder 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 at
0: home get a little louder come
1: To my right and your left, we've got Chris Graves, and he stands as a representative for those of you in our community who are serving. He serves for Georgetown Police Department, and we are so thankful for his leadership, as well as you who are going out and hitting the streets and serving the needs of the community. We want to take just a moment to pray. And so if you will, just bow your heads with me, close your eyes and join with me in prayer. Lord, we are so thankful for countless people all over our county who are investing their skills and using their giftings and talents for you. We are so grateful for their leadership. We pray for their families who are behind the scenes lending support and encouragement and praying. There, it is evident that you are using us all to be a part of this story right now. So may you give those of our friends who are in that essential category, strength and stamina. May you give them focus and determination may you equip them with your words so that as they hit the streets, they're about doing your work and you are going before them in every way to protect them and to lead them to accomplish your work. We praise you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we're so thankful this morning we've got a little welcome that we want to show you guys. And here is Brian Wagner, our generation's pastor, and his wife Sherry. Let's take a look.
3: Good morning, church family. Sherry and I both miss you and wish we could be together today. However, we have had a chance to connect with several electronically. If you would like some help or prayer, don't hesitate to reach out to us. My contact information is on the church website on the staff page. Earlier this week, I was at HEB, and when I was there, at that exact time, a fresh supply of toilet paper rolls and paper towels were put on the shelves. I thought I had struck gold.
4: He was very excited. In fact, he immediately texted our whole family about his find.
3: Isn't it funny to think that a discovery like that could be something that we get excited about? Our world has certainly changed in a really short period of time, but we are so thankful that our God never changes.
4: We have been very encouraged by scripture, including this one from Psalm 94, this is verse 19. When I am filled with cares, your comfort brings me joy.
3: And verse 22 says but the lord is my refuge my god is the rock of my protection that is hugely encouraging to us let me pray it's great to know that we can turn to god when we have a need like this lord we thank you that you are our refuge our strength lord in you we find comfort and hope and joy. Lord, please use our FBG family to encourage each other, to encourage those who are struggling, to help, Lord, those who have tangible needs. I pray for those who are sick with this virus that you would heal them. Lord, we pray for our health care workers, our first responders, as they're in danger even for their own lives as they serve. Help them meet their needs. Lord, we pray for our world, our community, that you might help us to turn to you, that we would turn to you for answers, for help, for strength, for comfort. Lord, thank you that you bless us, you help us. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.
4: We want to leave you with a blessing this morning. It's from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe, so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit.
3: Sherry and I look forward to enjoying this worship service to participate today from our own home.
4: And now it's time to worship together in song with Kurt and the FBG worship team. step in place of
6: mine.
4: Oh, the scars that you endured. Oh, the weight of painful sin was salvation for this world to begin again. Sin that separated, but your blood has brought me. Near. Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. You are risen king your love is stronger than the grave now on the throne seated on high yours is the vision.
7: Good morning, it's Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is the Sunday right before Easter Sunday. Palm Sunday marks the beginning of what we call Holy Week. Now we call Palm Sunday Palm Sunday because of a story in the New Testament. It's a story about Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. When he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey one Sunday before Easter, The people were gathering in a large crowd and they cut down branches off of trees and they laid those branches on the ground so that he walked in on that donkey over all these branches, kind of a red carpet entry into Jerusalem. People were going crazy. The crowds were shouting before him and they were saying, Hosanna to the son of David, glory to God, praise be to the Lord. And they were just so excited about Jesus Christ coming to Jerusalem. Everybody in Jerusalem was talking about, who is this person? Well, everybody was excited about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. But Jesus knew that he was coming into Jerusalem, not because of shouts of praise, but because of shouts that would happen in just a few days. Shouts that were not praise, but shouts of crucify him. Crucify him. The shouts would change from praise to crucify him in just a matter of a couple of days. Jesus knew that. Nobody else knew it was coming, but Jesus did. He came into Jerusalem because of the cross. Jesus entered Jerusalem because he would just a few days become sin, so that everyone who places their faith in Jesus Christ might become forgiven of sin and experience the righteousness of God through faith in Christ. Jesus came into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday because he knew that he would be dying on the cross for the sins of the world. I just think about Holy Week and this being Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week, I, I want to make sure that we make this week count. As you think about this last week, have you, have you considered talking about anybody this last week regarding some of the challenges in your life? We've all faced challenges this last week related to what's happening right now in our community, in the nation, in the world. Have you talked with somebody about those challenges? Have you identified in the midst of your challenges a few of the blessings along the way? I I really do think that in every challenge you can identify some blessings. Have Have you talked to somebody about those blessings? You know, leading someone who is close to you, closer to Jesus, can sometimes be as simple as just sharing With somebody, what's going on in your heart, the challenges that you're facing, the blessings that you're trying to find. In fact, sometimes when you just talk with someone about the challenges you're facing, just saying it out loud can oftentimes bring your attention to maybe a few of the blessings that are happening right in the middle of the challenges. Have you shared your heart with someone? I want to encourage you this week as you head into Holy Week that you would make the most of this week by sharing your heart with someone this week. Lead someone who's close to you, closer to Jesus, just by sharing your heart. You can do that. In, In the midst of these challenges related to social distancing, you can still share your heart with someone. Please, this week, make the most of this Holy Week, sharing your heart with someone. When our kids were little and they would disobey, they would... Do something that was in defiance of what we had said for them to do or they had treated their sibling mean and, and unkind. We, we wanted to deal with their disobedience, their behavior, but we also wanted to deal with their hearts. We would often say to our kids, you need to get your heart right. Certainly we wanted to address the behavior, but we knew that the behavior was a symptom of a heart problem And we really wanted them to work on their hearts being right. So we would oftentimes send them to the room and say, would you just ask the Lord to help your heart get right? Now, sometimes they had to work on getting their heart right longer than other times, but we wanted them to get their heart right. Today's passage in Colossians is a passage about getting our hearts right. We all benefit from the encouragement. Get your heart right. So let's jump into this passage. It's a series of three commands And let's listen to what the Lord might have to say about getting our hearts right. Colossians chapter 3. Let's look at this together. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 5. We're going to read verses 5, 6, and 7. Therefore put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient and you once walked in these things when you were living in them the first command is to put to death certain things now the first word we read in this passage is therefore which reminds us of what we read previously last sunday In verses 1 through 4, it ended with this preferable future of appearing in glory, Jesus Christ. So since we are all headed to appear in glory with Christ through our faith in Christ, therefore put to death these things. And Paul begins with sexual sin, immorality, lust, evil desire. And it's true for us, like the Colossians church, that many times... What needs to be put to death in our lives, now that we have trusted Christ, now that we've been given a brand new life, now that we've been raised to new life, the first thing we need to walk out of or put to death can be sexual sin. And then starting from there, we can move on to other things. In fact, the passage does that for us by including the last word, greed. That could involve greed for more immorality. It could be greed for anything, possessions, something we desire more than we desire seeking after Jesus. The scripture is just telling us, put to death anything and everything in your life that's getting a loyalty that only God should receive. Put to death anything and everything in your life that you are spending time on at the expense of seeking the Lord. Put to death whatever it is that's keeping you from seeking the things above. And from seeking Jesus Christ, setting your hearts on him. Put to death whatever it is that's your greatest obstacle to finding Jesus Christ and following him. I would encourage you even right now just to take a moment and ask the Lord. What is that one area right now in my life that is most keeping me from seeking Jesus Christ? Just ask Him. It, it may not be anything related to immorality for you. It may be a bad attitude. It may be how you feel about your circumstances that is not trusting of the Lord. Whatever's happening in you right now that is your biggest threat to seeking the Lord, we want to put those things to death. And sometimes it helps just to ask the Lord, Lord, what is that area right now in my life that's keeping me from seeking you? You know what I've found in my life? I've found that if I ask the Lord what it is that's keeping me from seeking him right now, and he brings something to mind and convicts me of that, I've discovered that conviction in my heart indicates the place where God is ready to help me grow. It's a place He's ready to move me out of that sin, helping me put that to death so that I can seek Him. And so I just want to encourage you, as you ask the Lord and He lays something in your heart, just be encouraged to know that that's an area where God is ready to help you. Put that to death and start seeking the Lord. Now for all of us, putting to death whatever it is that stands in the way of seeking the Lord could involve sin, sinful things. It could be some form of immorality. It could be something else. We need to put those things to death when they're clearly sinful. But sometimes what stands in the way of our seeking the Lord isn't by itself sinful. It isn't necessarily alone sinful. For example, if you really love to sleep, if you enjoy getting good night's rest, and uh, you sleep a little bit later than, than normal maybe, and you don't spend time seeking the Lord, Well, then maybe sleep is your greatest obstacle right now. Now, sleep in and of itself is not bad. Sleep is good. Scripture affirms sleep. But if you're choosing sleep over seeking the Lord, well, then you need to put to death sleep. Now, what does that mean? You need to stop sleeping? No, put to death sleep when it's not necessarily simple. It's just, I need to make a simple change in my life. I need to get up a little bit earlier. And I need to seek after the Lord. Maybe it's not sleeping. Maybe it's work. Maybe right now, Your circumstances demanding a lot from you in work. You're having to work a lot of hours just to figure out how to navigate these current circumstances. And and you're waking up and you're feeling overwhelmed with the amount of work that you have. And so you just jump right into work and you push right past seeking the Lord. Now work is a good thing. Scripture affirms work. It's necessary in our lives. But, But whenever work pushes out seeking the Lord... Something needs to be put to death. In other words, a simple change needs to be made. You need to still carve out that time to seek the Lord. Don't let anything keep you from seeking the Lord. Put to death any loyalties, idolatry, any loyalty to anything or anyone else that is, that is causing you to not seek after the Lord. Get your heart right in the area of your own brokenness. Whatever is your biggest threat to seeking the Lord, put it to death. Get your heart right. Now let's read the next verse, verse 8. But now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Put away all the following. Notice that every one of those words, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language comes out of your mouth specifically about someone else. Every one of those words is about how we feel about somebody else's brokenness. So somebody else's brokenness is bringing out these feelings in me. Now one of the things that uh, that Lindley and I have used in the past in some of our our parenting classes, is we've used these little cards to kind of help kids identify the way they feel, help parents, help kids identify their feelings. And I've got these little cards here that talk about emotions. Angry. Are you you feeling angry? Kids, are you looking at this card and maybe you can identify with what you see here? Are you feeling angry? And And then are you feeling sad? That's another card there. And then, are you feeling afraid? And then, then are you feeling anxious? These cards just represent feelings we can have. And oftentimes, the feelings that we have are related to someone else's brokenness. When, When somebody else's brokenness hurts me, affects me, challenges me in a way that I don't think is fair, I can have feelings like anger, towards somebody else's brokenness and this passage is telling me to get my heart right to put away my anger towards somebody else's brokenness how do i do that i mean how do do we make those kinds of steps forward to put away what we feel about somebody else's brokenness in my in my childhood years my my early teens all the way into my 20s I i really dealt with anger I had a lot of anger in my life, particularly towards my mom. And my mom had made some really bad choices that had created a degree of chaos in our lives, uh, my sister and me. And I was angry about that. I was angry at my stepdad. He was a drug addict and and an abusive person. And together my mom and stepdad made continual choices that made our lives really feel unfair and I was angry and I felt justified in that anger because of what they had done. Well God graciously along the way began to show me that my anger towards my mom and stepdad was far more damaging to my own life than anything they had ever done. My my anger was far more damaging to my life than anything my mom had ever done. When I realized that, I realized that the first problem I had was the problem of the brokenness of my own heart. My heart was broken. And I needed the Lord to change the brokenness of my heart. And so I confessed my anger to Him. I admitted that my heart was broken And that I was angry and I asked him to help me take steps out of that anger through his forgiveness. According to the new life I had in Christ. And when I found that God fixed the brokenness of my heart. That I got my heart right in regard to my own brokenness. Then I could begin to put away my anger towards another's brokenness. You see the connection? If I'm going to get my heart right with my own brokenness, then I can get my heart right in regard to other people's brokenness. I need to get my heart right in regard to my own brokenness first, and then I can get my heart right in regard to others' brokenness next. I I don't know if you want to do another home project this week, but I got an idea for you. If you've got some lemons in your fridge, or maybe you can pick something up on your one trip to the grocery store this week. and pick up some lemons, grab a bunch of lemons, four or five lemons, and squeeze that lemon juice out of those lemons till you get about a cup of lemon juice. When you got a cup of lemon juice, you're not going to want to drink just lemon juice because if you drink just lemon juice, you're going to burn your throat out. You're going to want to add something to that lemon juice. You're going to add a corresponding amount of sugar. So if you got a cup of lemon juice, you're going to want to add a cup of sugar. And then once you add those together, you want going to add five times that amount in water. So one cup of lemon juice, one cup of sugar, and five times the amount of water. You put all that together and you're going to have lemonade. Everybody likes a good glass of lemonade. Now, let's read together verses 9 through 10 and put this all together. Verses 9 through 10. Do not lie to each other. Since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all in all. Third command, do not lie to each other. Now, we need to put all three of these together for the third command to make the most sense. So here's the first command. Get your heart right. Put to death the brokenness in your own heart. Get your heart right in regard to your own brokenness. And then put away the feelings you have about other people's brokenness. You've been, you've been living together lately in close proximity with people. Maybe you're feeling some tensions towards others. And you're like, I need to put away some of the problems I had with other people's brokenness by first getting my heart right. Then I wanted to let the Lord help me put those problems I had with other people's brokenness away. So first two commands. Now let's, let's blend in the third. Do not lie. So get your heart right in regard to your brokenness. Get your heart right in regard to other people's brokenness. And do not lie about anything related to getting your heart right. So so don't lie about where you are experiencing God's renewal in your heart in regard to your brokenness. I mean, just take the first example of sexual immorality. You You think about immorality. As I've watched immorality play itself out in people's lives throughout many years of ministry, this is the one area where people have the greatest tendency to lie, to hide to pretend. They got an area of brokenness in their heart and they act like it's not there. They hide it. They cover it up. We we have a tendency to want to hide when it comes to immorality. We have a tendency to want to hide when it comes to sin. And what the scripture is saying is don't lie about, don't hide your areas of brokenness. Because here's the thing, you're being renewed by God into the image of Jesus Christ. And if you're being renewed and you're putting away some things because God's convicting you of where he's ready to renew you, if that's happening in you, then don't hide it. Don't pretend it's not happening. Talk about it. Share about what God is doing in your life. We need each other's honesty about where God is renewing our hearts in regard to our own brokenness. For renewal to be encouraged in our lives, we need each other. We need to be honest, rigorously honest with each other about what God's doing in our lives. I need to share with you, my church family, where God is working on me, where I'm being renewed, which means you're going to hear about some of my brokenness. You need to share. With some of your church family about where God is working on you, bringing about renewal, which means you're going to share about some of your brokenness. I I know that that sounds a little bit dangerous, a little bit risky. It can, can be a little bit messy, and yes, it can be. But renewal only happens down the path of honesty. We need to be honest. If we're going to experience renewal together, we've got to talk about what God's doing in our life. We need to hear from each other. And I know this sounds dangerous, like it's not safe. But I want to encourage you to recognize that it's far more safe to be honest about where God is renewing your heart than to hide it and continue in sin and not allow God to get your heart right. We need to get our heart right. We need to be honest about what's happening in the area of our own brokenness. But we also need to be honest and not lie about what's happening um, in regard to other people's brokenness. Sometimes we, we do that when somebody says, for example, are you mad at somebody? Are you angry at somebody? Are you bitter about something? You know, oftentimes we respond by, no, I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. But in reality, we really are. We're just pretending. We're just hiding a little bit. We're not being honest. Now, what I'm not advocating is we just say, yeah, I'm mad. what What I'm saying is what we do is we say, Lord, I have an area of brokenness in my heart. I'm angry about another person's brokenness. Will you forgive me? Will you help me walk past that and help me put away my feeling towards their brokenness? Because you have forgiven me. Help me be forgiving towards them. See, see, if we will do that and not lie, but really deal with the brokenness, then we can talk together about what the Lord is doing. We can work together in moving forward towards what God has planned for us all. We don't want to lie or pretend about other people's brokenness. And another way we sometimes can do that is we can say things about other people and their brokenness, slanderous things, that may, may be true, but they negate what God is doing to bring about renewal. We can be angry at what somebody else has done and their brokenness, how it's affected us. And then we can talk about their brokenness as if God wasn't doing a thing, wasn't capable of doing anything in that person's life. There's no doubt that that person needs to surrender to God's work for that to be a work that demonstrates itself in a life change. But but we don't want to talk about somebody where God is going to bring renewal because he's faithful, as if God's not doing anything. No, we want to hold to the promise that God is always working to bring renewal. We, we want to make sure that we're not avoiding the blessing of rigorous honesty, talking together, building community. You see, everybody has lemon juice, sin in their life. You know, If we trust the Lord with our hearts, he can get our hearts right. He can bring a corresponding amount of grace to cover every one of our sins, every one of the elements of brokenness in our own heart, every area of, of, of anger or problems that we have with somebody else's brokenness, God can cover it with his grace. And then we need to add to his grace community, being honest with each other. We need to add five times as much community. We need to be talking about it and sharing about it together, walking together towards this preferable future of appearing with Christ in glory. A ready bride, that's what we're becoming. We're becoming a ready bride, a people who are living in community, who are allowing God to work in our hearts so that we get our hearts right in the area of our own brokenness. We get our hearts right in regard to somebody else's brokenness. And then we learn to walk together in the same way, Family, the same team. We're all wearing the same jersey. We're headed toward the same win. And we talk about it, encouraging one another, challenging each other, rebuking and exhorting each other so that we become who Christ has made us to be. We need community. We, we want to add into our hearts getting right because of brokenness and covered by the grace of God to make us right community. We want to talk about it. We want to make some lemonade out of this thing. We'll become a ready bride. So so here's what I want to say to you. If if today you have an area of sin in your life that's hidden, you're, you're lying, you're pretending, maybe it's sexual immorality, maybe it's something else. You're just not told anybody and you're having a hard time taking that step, I want to encourage you, private message us on Facebook. One of our pastors will get that. Or go to our website, pick out an email of one of our pastors, and just share. Here's what's going on. I need help. I don't know how to take a step in confession. I don't know how to admit my sin. I don't know how to get out of this. I want to stop hiding. I want to get my heart right in regard to my own brokenness. That's you. I want you to reach out. Hey, hey, husbands and wives, I, I, husbands, if, if you've asked the Lord where to convict you, and God's convicting you right now, that's an area where God wants you to change. And I want to encourage you to share that with your wife. Just share, hey, I asked the Lord, this is where he's convicting me. This is what I need to put to death in, in my own brokenness so that I seek the Lord this week. And I want you to know I need you to walk with me. Wives, I want you to do the same. As you've asked the Lord, share that with your husband. Share your heart with someone as we get our hearts right and we share that with someone. It makes a world of difference. And kids, right now, I just want you to think about how are you feeling? Do you have anger? Are you angry at your sibling because of something that happened this week? Maybe you're feeling sadness because things are different right now. Maybe you have some level of fear. Maybe you don't understand what's happening right now, why everybody's at home after two weeks, and you're feeling a little bit afraid. Maybe it's anxious. Maybe you're feeling some anxiety. You're not sure what's happening. I just want to encourage you kids, however you're feeling, just to share that with your mom and dad. Just tell them about what's going on in your heart, and they can help you get your heart right. They can help you find Christ and trust in Him. Parents and Share with your kids where it is that God's convicting you and how he wants you to grow. Just share your heart with someone this week. This is Holy Week. We want to make the best out of this week. We have one week before Easter and we need to make the most of this week. We are becoming the ready bride. And I would encourage you to share your heart with someone this week if you want to spend some time with a small group, you don't know how to do that, we want to help facilitate that opportunity for you. Just go to our website, fbg.church will help you. We want you to connect with a small group. and to connect with your family. We got a resource guide. We want to help you. We want to help facilitate your opportunity to share your heart with someone this week. Please make the most of your this week. Wherever you are experiencing brokenness, God has a corresponding grace to cover that brokenness and he has invited you into the community of the church the bride of christ to make some lemonade out of that brokenness but first you've got to decide to share your heart with somebody so share your heart this week make the most of holy week let's pray together Father, I thank you for your word, that your word reminds us, because we've been raised to new life with Christ, that we can put to death whatever it is that's keeping us from seeking you, and this week we can make a change. We don't have to hide. We're all being renewed, and we can all come forward with how you're renewing us, and we can do it together. Lord, we don't have to be so overwhelmed by other people's brokenness that we get stuck in our own brokenness. We can can have you work in us so that we experience the community of the body of Christ and we all take steps towards renewal, becoming renewed in the image of Christ. Lord, we want to become the ready bride. And we know that our world needs to see Christ in us. So, Lord, we pray that you'd do this in us. You'd make some really cool lemonade out of all of this that we're walking through right now. And that you be glorified through it. Lord, I pray that if anybody is out there that's not made the decision to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that today they would make that decision. They place their faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross, rose again so their sins might be forgiven. And Lord, allow them just to reach out and and connect with us so we can help them in that decision. Lord, thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Hey. And I'm so thankful that you just walk us through God's word yeah. verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and what an incredible challenge today. I mean, I feel the weight. Yeah. But there's there's great beauty with being transparent, with being yeah. honest, yeah. And seeing the Lord work in our life. It's
7: tough. It's it's a challenge to be honest, to be rigorously honest. And and if you think back in your life Um, over the years is there an area where you you at first started hiding Mm -hmm. pretending lying but eventually you came to renewal because you walk through honesty is there a place like that in your life that you say hey this I I walk through that
1: yes when in high school and college especially I had found I found myself looking at pornography and it really wrecked my life. Hmm. I didn't wanna tell anyone about this gross thing that I struggled with. I felt isolated and alone, but then God showed me the truth. He showed me I was not alone in my struggle. He showed me that there was great freedom and victory in confession. Hmm. And then when that transformation took place and I began to share my sin struggle with others, I found uh, support in the body of believers. Mm-hmm. I found in taste of forgiveness in Christ and what that meant. And that honesty and transparency, you know, it led into my pursuit of Carrie mm-hmm. and our engagement and our marriage. And I'd love to tell you that I'm, I'm done with that sin struggle. It's taken on a different form and now purity really is a, one of those things that just ebbs and flows with purity of thought but there, I tell you, when I tell my wife, Carrie, babe, I, I'm experiencing one of those moments, and I need you to pray for me. There's something liberating that happens mm-hmm. immediately, and God just works in my life. Mm-hmm. So thanks yeah. be to him. Yeah. What about you?
7: Yeah, well, one of the things that really resonates is, you know, once you get past that area, and sexual sin is one that ma- many of us have a story about in our past that we wanted to hide I have that story mm-hmm. and once we grow and we put to death some of those things that we are so ashamed of and it went through a process of being honest it's easy to drift back into kind of hiding mm-hmm. even our little struggles that are not the yeah, same as they were right. a bunch of years ago They're, they've we've grown yeah. and and man you you've reminded us today how important it is to keep in front of that and keep talking about where God's renewing. Um, I think for me, one of the big ones was I, I referenced early anger. And the way that I hid was I justified. I have a right to feel this way. And, and that was just a lie uh, because I had no right to feel angry because of God's forgiveness in my own life. And if he could forgive me, he could forgive them. I didn't need to be angry about it. And it wasn't until I began to confess um, out loud to some other brothers and sisters, my anger at, and my self-justification as sinful um, that I, that I met, moved into um, that that renewal, that healing. And so I, I really can recognize that. Um,
1: yeah. Confession. I don't know why it, it just feels so overwhelming in yeah. the moment. Yeah. But when we get on the other side of it, transformational. Yeah.
7: Yeah, I, I guarantee there's people listening today who God is convicting. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to keep in view that where God is convicting, he wants to bring healing. Mm-hmm. Because it can feel so scary to actually say out loud where we're struggling. Yeah. And, so, and so let's, let's do that. Like, let's do where is it yeah. that you feel like God is saying, okay, Kurt, here's where I'm convicting you. You have an area that.
1: Yeah, I was talking to Carrie and, and fleshing this out of, and, and it's it's my attitude towards my kids. Hmm. Um, I know they're watching. Yeah. Daddy's got a lot of work to do. Hmm. But I love them so much and you know, want them to see Christ in me that I've got to bring others in, in my life to help come alongside me and pray. And, man, I'm having a hard time this week. Um, the, the the frustration is growing. The stress f- from life in general is weighing on me personally, and I'm unfortunately taking it out on my kids. Mm. Mm. So they don't deserve that. It's wrong. Yeah. So I've, I've, that is one thing that the Lord has been working on me the last couple of months, of going home and engaging my kids in such a way they see Christ in me. Yeah. And they want to pursue Christ.
7: Yeah. So I know you love your family and you're so good with your kids. But what I love about what you just displayed is that God doesn't want us to be satisfied with where we're at. He wants us to keep putting to death anything, put away anything that is not the life he intends us to experience in Christ. And so you're going to keep on growing, loving those kids better and better. And uh you know, my mine is similar to yours. I feel like the one thing that this week um the Lord has really been convicting me about is patience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's higher degree of technical needs in our home related to online platforms. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I'm the default uh you know, person to get technical help from and and there's certain people in our home that's not they're not as skilled technically and I'm not going to name any names, but I feel the Lord is really convicting me that, uh, you know, I want to display a patience that is representative of his patience towards me. And boy, I'm not, I'm not there. And uh, I'm, I'm excited that the Lord's convicted me in that area because it means that I can have a little bit of growth. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to, I want to help you here a little bit. Kurt, I love those cards. You, the, these are cards <laughs> that a are friend so of ours produce for parents. They're really helpful. You can find out more about them at youaremytreasure.com. You are my treasure. Really a great com. tool for cool. parents. Yeah, I love them. Um, but, but have you ever felt any of these feelings, Kurt, towards <laughs> me? Have you ever had these, <laughs> these problems with hey, my well, brokenness? That one, like
1: right in the middle, yeah. I'm feeling afraid. Let afraid. me just tell you, when a worship center is dark or any crevice is dark and you're in the presence of Kevin Eckert, just watch out. Yeah, I've been afraid walking <laughs> around the corner, and there comes Kevin shouting out loud when I did not expect him. And um, <laughs> That's some
7: of the places, times in my life I feel the best. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I just...
1: yeah, thanks for that. Uh, You know, praise the Lord, Kevin, you and I have been able to grow in our friendship for quite some time, and it has been such a joy and a privilege. And there was a time around 2008 when the economy had taken really a turn for the worst, and you and I, along with the staff, were navigating a really difficult season, and it was one of those times where I felt angry towards you and the situation but the thing that really helped me navigate that moment was a entrusting my emotions and feelings to the Lord. I had to surrender that. And then I had to remember your character, who God had made you to be. I had to remember that you were in an incredibly stressful situation and you were doing the best that you were to follow the Lord. And w- I had to dispel lies that came into my mind during that time. And I, so I was leaning heavy on the Lord, and I was leaning heavy on your walk with the Lord. Because mm. I knew you to be a man of God. And that has been true. That was way back when. And I found that when little situations arise, I just implement those same things of trusting the Lord and trusting who, who, the, who you are, the man of God that you are in the Lord, the way yeah. the Lord has made you. Yeah.
7: Well, I appreciate you sharing that and saying those things about me. I, I know that there have been other times that you're not referencing where I wasn't as godly as you're saying I am. And you had every reason to be angry at me. And, uh, you know, we've had to navigate some of those moments along the way for both of us. That's and right. it's, it's, it's that whole idea. There's lemons. There's been lemon juice. That's right. And, uh, but we've tried to make sure that God's grace covered those areas of brokenness. And we kept driving towards community, knowing that out of all of that, we'd have something really, really cool. And it's been really neat for us to experience that for the last 10 plus years. And then to be in our church family now to experience that with our church family and our leadership team. Amen. And uh, we've seen some really, really amazing things in our team as we've learned to work together. That's right. So what do you think about that?
1: Well, just a huge shout out to the FBG team. Uh, We miss you guys. This is not the same without you. And we love you. Thank the Lord for some technology that we've been able to experience this together. But uh, I've seen the Lord transform our work environment. From when we are rigorously honest with one another, which is incredibly difficult, it's really counter-cultural, and it transforms our work environment into something that's supernatural. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit is working through us such that we're willing to confess, there's a level of humility that is displayed in each one of us, and we recognize that we need Jesus. Yeah. And it just levels the playing field. Yeah. And we've, by God's grace, have experienced lemonade, lots of good lemonade together. And it has been so sweet. Yeah. Pun intended.
7: Yeah. This, this last week, I asked one of our guys, what, what environment, what causes to do our best work together? And one of the answers was, because we're transparent. We're honest. Yeah. And it's not been an easy road. But it is so worth it. And I think if there's anything that I'd want any of you to hear that's struggling with being honest is that it is so worth it. I know it's scary. I know it feels overwhelming. I know it on the front end of confession, you can probably feel like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what this is going to look like, but it is so worth it. Mm-hmm. Press on through honesty, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Little steps.
7: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to give you some encouragement towards that end and hopefully put some tools in your hand for you to make those steps. And uh, we want Kurt Sparkman, our formations pastor, to come up and share some of those steps with you and kind of wrap up our time together. Thank you for engaging with us. We love you. We miss you. And we hope you're walking with Christ, seeking the things above, setting your hearts on Jesus Christ, getting everything out of the way
8: to keep seeking Christ. Kurt. Well, as these guys talked about, that's the kind of relationship we want you to have with other people around you. Um, It is highly intentional uh, that we've created resources to help you gather as a community during the season so you're not isolated. Um, We're going to feel isolation, but in community and spiritually, we can lean in together um, and not be as isolated as we are physically. So if you go to the website, Um, That's where we have some opportunities for you to get engaged with those resources. Um, We've limited the website so that it's easy to navigate at this point. It's only the things you need during the season. Um, So if you click on the main page and you scroll down, um, there's going to be a spot for um, small group resources. You click on that small group resource tab, um, and then there's going to be an opportunity to say, I want to get in a group. Um, We have some Zoom groups and other small groups that are happening in virtual platforms. And then a lot of our groups that are already existing are meeting. If you're in a group, connect together. In fact, I got an email last night from someone who self-identified as the oldest small group in our church. And they said, they're meeting today, right after this service, they're all set up and ready to go. We don't want you staying in isolation. And so we're here to help. You can either click on there for, to be in a group or um, you can let us know that you need a group and we'll help you get connected. Um, one of the other ways, that website is your key place to get information right now. Um, there's a spots there to give or you can text to give. All that information comes up there for you as well. Um, we want to help you continue um, in your movement toward the Lord. But no, as we head toward Easter this week, as, as you are celebrating, this Easter is going to look totally different than anything you've experienced before. But we are confident that God wants to use you in the lives of others around you um, and that God wants to grow you in this season. So be intentional with your families, be intentional with those around you, be intentional with your neighbors as you're uh, walking around the neighborhood, keeping your six feet of distance, you can still communicate together and trust the Lord that he wants to use this season in your life and in the life of our church. Um, I, I don't think it's any mistake that we're walking through this season right now and we're headed towards Easter this week. Um, We have every opportunity to celebrate um, in incredible ways the gift of who Jesus is and be reminded of the hope we have in the midst of a dark season for our world. Um, So carry that hope this week. Lean into community with one another. Know that we're praying for you and we look forward to seeing you real soon.